Welcome, welcome back to Spiritual and Physical Soul Food with Coach T. So glad that you have joined me back this week. And this week we are going to do a continuation of last week's episode, which was Season 1, Episode 5. Um, and so we're going to start today with Episode 6 and continue on. And this episode, we're going to talk about spiritually what happens when you don't get what you order. And we know from last episode, we kind of were talking about the scenario of going into a physical fast food place or just any type of food, a food place, restaurant, etc. And placing an order on um, being the flip side of that for the spiritual scenario being if you were to go to God in prayer and ask him for something specific or just to ask him for anything. And that being you spiritually asking or placing your order um, with God. And so what happens when you don't get what you order? Also, the topic of it's taking too long. And then we're going to talk about repetition fatigue. Repetition fatigue. And we're going to talk about that um, from the spiritual aspect as well as the physical nutrition side of that. And I'm going to share with you the acronym that I came up with for the word WAIT that will support us on our physical and physical nutritional journey um, along the lines of these topics. So stay tuned um, to enjoy today's episode. So glad that you're here. So today and so this week, we are going to talk about, and I'm going to hop right on in, what happens when you don't get what you ordered? I know um, I've had some experiences, maybe you have too, where we've gone to some places to dine in, enjoy a meal, and just have a light bite. And so we look at the menu and we place our order. And we just, you know, wait for the server and wait for the the chefs and the staff in the back to prepare the meal. And we get excited about it. Sometimes we just, we've had it before. And so we're just waiting for it. And we already know what we're in for. Sometimes it's a new dish that we're trying that we just get really excited, you know, just to go ahead and get to enjoy. So then what happens when the server comes to your table? And that's not what you order. You get something placed in front of you. You expected one thing. And you get something different. Now, I'm going to talk really uh, plainly and practically first and just share like from experiences that I have had when I got something that I didn't order. Or even when you're ordering something and you think you have an idea of what it could look like and then you get it. And it's something different, right? I ordered... um, I forgot what it was. I ordered something one time and I thought it was a... um, a meal that had a little bit more substance to it. And so when it came, it was it looked real skimp. And it looked, you know, um, more on the salad side, which I love salads. But I thought that it was a more hearty meal. And so I was disappointed. And so some of the feelings that we can have when we are expecting one thing and receive a different thing, when we don't get what we ordered, we don't get what we asked for, we can have feelings, right? Just simply can have emotions, um, that can come over us. We can be upset. We can be angry. We can become impatient. Um, we can become dissatisfied, right? This is not what I had, you know. I didn't have wanted this. <laughs> so that's what can happen to us just like an emotionally emotionally. Then also we can have a response in the physical. Sometimes we can, you know, we might even have some facial expressions that come um that the server can see that can be you know visually um seen and we may tense up, shoulders might get a little tight. It just depends on, you know, how deeply you feel about this. And so when we are thinking about 
getting something that we did not order when we come when we think about it um in the physical aspect of course we can always politely ask the server hey this is quite you know this isn't quite what i ordered um is there anything we can do about this that's in the physical right and then you go navigate the system through there you might have to you know ask for the manager you know it just depends but from the spiritual aspect which is where we want to focus it on today when you don't get what you ordered um, it's referencing when you don't get what you have gone to God in prayer about, when you have gone in prayer to God and asked for something specific or just asked for something in general. Um, but when you've petitioned God and you've lifted and shared, communicated with them what you wanted and you did not get it. The first thing that comes to me um, that we can remember in these times and that we can keep top of mind when we don't get what we ordered. The word trust comes up. The word trust comes up for this. And trusting, trust can be defined. So trust is is a word that we'll see in scripture. Trust is also a word that we see all around us all the time. Um, it's, and it's a noun that can be described as firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So the firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. I have had the experience, like I just kind of gave the example, where I ordered something and it wasn't what I had in mind. And it wasn't what I perceived that I was ordering. And so when the server came to me, I politely said, you know, you know, when I ordered this, I did have a little faith and I had a little trust in the cooks that when I said X, I was going to get X. And But when I you came out with this plate, it looks like Y. <laughs> and so why do I have this? And so um, I navigated it from there. But when you get something that you didn't order, it can play on your trust. It can play on what you believe about the person or the preparer on the other side and so when we move back to talking about spiritually and the spiritual aspect of this when you place your order with god when you ask him for something specific when you say hey lord i, I need this job um this is a job i'm petitioning you for i did the interview i pray that it goes well i pray that your will be done and i hope i get this job right but some of us will even say your will be done but then also specifically say and let me go ahead and get this job, right? We so we still asking for it, <laughs> but um, that's kind of the note we end off on, not the according to your will in your way, you know, if this is according to your will in your way. But we kind of leave off on the give me that. So when we have that mindset, or when we come from just like that space, and we get something that we didn't order, so. Maybe being blessed with a different job or not simply being blessed with a job we asked for, that could impact our mindset and the way that we're thinking about um, trusting our provider or trusting um, our creator who we have gone to for the thing we've asked for. And so we've got to just be real intentional about um, protecting that and about being vigilant and about being proactive. Um to come out of self and to be reflective, to to be sure 
that we understand that God's way is better than our own. To know that God's will is the will that we actually want and not our own. And so even though we do have the ability to ask God for specific things that we want, we do have the ability to actually say, hey, I want a green truck, right? We have the ability to ask for these things. We still want God's will. And we're not always going to understand why is it that I didn't get what I asked for. So we've got to know um, the importance of trust and the trust factor when it comes to um, our creator, when it comes to God specifically, when we are placing those quotations in quotations, placing our orders, I mean, we're asking God for specific things. All right. And so I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures that really support um, the right mindset to have even when we're, even though we're able to go to God in prayer and ask for specific things, but the mindset that we should have um, in what we actually receive. So we should be joyful. We should have a joyful heart. We should be um, very excited and happy whenever we do get the opportunity to get blessed and to just get what we've asked for, right? That's a blessing. And then also when we don't. And it can be more challenging when we don't. So I want to give us some scriptures to support ourselves, to lean into and push into the trust factor, right? Trusting God and making that be an action word for us, that word trust, um, versus a passive word that we can know exists, that we can believe in, right? That we can know um, is the right mindset and is the right way, but that we can passively not act in. And so what does it mean to act in trust of God? And so one example would be when I ask for something and I did not get it trusting that even though it wasn't what I asked for that it was what I needed that it was what God wanted me to have or not have if the thing I asked for I didn't get and so trust is gonna come into that here are some scriptures to support us with that Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Philippians 4 and 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Romans 8 and 28. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's Romans eight twenty-seven and 28. And so to wrap up that first topic or the first note for today, what happens when you don't get what you order? You trust God. You lean and depend on him rather than your own understanding. You trust him that whatever the, whatever you received, whatever order you got, that that was what you were meant to have. You trust him that if he did not give you what it was that you requested, petitioned for, asked for, that order you put in, if it did not come to you, that it was not meant for you or that it wasn't meant for you at that time. And so we trust him. 
We trust him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. So it means whether it makes sense, whether it um, checks out with you, <laughs> whether or not it was on the timing that you had, um, whether you completely have a concept of or just it makes sense to you, whether or not it makes sense to you. You trust God. And that's the action word. And by trusting him and showing that action, um, you're going to go with it. You're going to go with his choice and with his will for you. Let's go on and lead into that second note for today. It's taking too long. Oh, this one. It resonates, especially for me. I don't know. Sometimes, and we talked about this last episode, I can be a little impatient sometimes. But um, maybe that's a common thing. Maybe you feel the same way sometimes. Um, And so it's taking too long. Oh, my goodness. So with this one, we're going to highlight a Christian principle or just one thing that we can be focusing on and thinking about to support us with the it's taking too long. So um, as an intro, just thinking about that sentence or um, just that phrase in itself. It's taking too long. Uh, that makes me think about, are we there yet? That makes me think about, you know, when, what time, at what time will it be ready? That just makes me think about, it should be here, but it's not here. What's the holdup? It just brings up other questions, other comments. It's taking too long. And this can happen when we are either in expectation of something, when we are operating off of, of our own timelines, when we have set in our minds when we think something should happen um, and at what time. This can come about when we are ready for something. When we are hungry for our orders that we have placed in the physical aspect or in the spiritual aspect. And so taking this scenario and just that thought is taking too long. And I gave this this kind of an example in the last episode about, you know, when you can be waiting for that meal. And you just ask the server just a couple of times and, you, and you're being polite and, you know, you're just being considerate of them in the way that you ask. But you are asking where the food at. And so um, that can be a sign of being impatient and that can be a sign of helping us to identify when we are operating in our own timelines versus centering God's time for us. And so the focus there. Um, is going to be two things. We're going to think about centering God's time for our lives, his timeline for our lives, his highlight reel of when he, the timing of his expectations, basically his expectations on time. And then additionally, with that faith. And so we are going to take a look at faith and we're going to look at what it means. And in my spiritual nutritional time, one of the ways that I feed my spirit man is by reading the word of God, dwelling on the word of God through scripture and reading them and meditating on them. And so one thing I like to do when I'm studying or just when I'm learning more about God's word um, and gleaning from it is to look at different translations of the Bible. And so we're going to look at different translations of one specific scripture to see if we can glean different things from it. And so, but first thinking about um, just that first principle we talked about. Um, aside from faith, which is God's timing, we know that God's got the perfect timing. We, for example, and I'm going to give you an example just from my life and just from me. I have wanted specific things. So I had a specific timeline for Tiffany. 
Tiffany's life, Coach T's life. What I said was, you know, by this age, I'll be married. By this age, I'll have this degree. By this age, I'll have kids. By this age, by that age, by this age. And I put my own little expectations. This was when I was younger. I was in my youth. Um, I've grown and matured um, spiritually um, now and otherwise. And so I know much better. And I'm grateful that God did not meet the timeline that I have for myself when it came to me creating it. When it came to me setting those expectations. I look back now, um, over 30, and I think about, wow, when I was in my teenage years, and I kind of was like, okay, my future's going to look like this. I really anticipated this by this age. Let's, I'm going to take the marriage one, for instance. Y'all, if I was married by the time I thought <laughs> that I should be, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, I don't know what, I don't... Where would I be? And so I'm just grateful because, you know, sometimes we think we know what's best for us. And we and it is good to plan, right? It is good to have goals. It is good to work towards different things as to use our time wisely, right? But it's only productive um, in conjunction with God's plan for us and keeping his centered, his will, um, his timing centered for us. And so that is one thing that I am so grateful for. That I am abundantly overjoyed about is that I did not get the things I expected to get when I expected to get them. And what a blessing that has been. So God's timing is perfect. And now talking about that faith, I wanted to go over the scripture. And the scripture I wanted us to glean from... And to just kind of take a peek at in different translations to learn from. Um, and to see just what we hear, what we see that's different. For us, um, it's centered about, it's centered around faith. And we are going to close out dwelling on a specific scripture too. I'm going to close it out with a scripture as well. Um, but let's go ahead and investigate and to learn more in different translations on the scripture about faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, New Living Translation. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Hebrews 11, chapter 1, English Standard Version. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Lastly, we've got Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, American Standard Version. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. Did you identify anything different or any of the different wording from those translations? Did you observe any differences in how faith was described? I'm going to start with a New Living Translation and just point out some of the things that I noticed real briefly. 
And for the New Living Translation, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It's that first line of faith shows the reality of what we hope for. And so just taking that phrase and breaking it down, the reality of what we hope for. So it's just basically living in the reality of what we actually want, what our hopes actually reveal in the reality. Um, Faith showing that, but still not having the evidence because we cannot see. And if I translate, I'm sorry, transition on over to the English Standard Version. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That word assurance sticks out. Faith is the assurance. When I think of the a word assurance, I think of uh, for sure, for sure. I don't know if you're um, familiar with the terminology. Sure, you're right. For sure, for sure, for sure. So when you for sure, I'm from New Orleans, for sure. When you for sure about it, it's a for sure thing, for sure. Um, assurance, I am assured of this. So it's faith is the assurance of things. That's when you don't have to worry about it. That's when you have no doubt. It's I am assured. Blessed assurance, I am assured of this. So the thing that you hope for, and then also introducing this word conviction, the conviction of things not seen. Conviction. Um, that word to me, um, you can even think about it when you think about um, something that you have a strong conviction about in your spirit. Like I have convi- conviction about X or I have conviction um, to to choose this job. I have conviction to um, make this choice. Right. Thinking about it in that way. I mean, that's basically when you feel like you have been convicted in your spirit um, by the Holy Spirit. Right. And. Um, from God. So when you feel like you have received conviction um, as a Christian in your spirit to do something or to make a choice, um, depending on what that conviction is. So this conviction of things that you can't even see. So you have faith in things from the assurance that of things that you hope for, but conviction of things that you cannot see. So you're convicted about it. Because of the assurance and the hope that you have is a definition of faith. And so for me, that word assurance is highlighted for me. And then that word conviction, I'm, it's, it's so, I have so much faith in it that I'm convicted in my spirit. And so then moving on from the English Standard Version. Now we're going to go to, there was one other, I did four versions um, as we listened to the different translations. There were two that were very similar, basically identical. Um, and that was the American Standard Version and the New King James. So we're going to go to the New King James next. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we're still talking about this. We're talking about more so here. I'm going to highlight for us. Substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. So we don't have the evidence when we're talking about faith, right? But we have conviction, so it's the substance of things that we hope for. Uh, we, that's what we glean from the New King James Version. Um, it's also the assurance of things that we hope for that we glean from the English Standard Version. It's also the reality of what we hope for that we glean from the New Living Translation. And so all of these different versions for me just reiterate and just compile together to combine, to communicate to me, for me, and to communicate to us that faith is an action word. Faith 
is an action word. The Bible talks about having faith the size of a mustard seed. So you don't have to have a wealth of faith. You just got to take that first step. You just have to have enough the size of a mustard seed. You just got to have enough assurance, enough hope in the reality. You just have to have enough substance to hope for of the evidence that you cannot see. So you don't have the evidence. But you have faith. And so faith is another action word, just like trust. And so when you have faith in something, if you thought, think about a time that you may have had faith in someone, you know, I have faith. You ever told somebody, I have faith in you. What does that mean? What did you mean when you told them that? Or what does it mean when someone told you that? When you heard someone saying that to someone else? I have faith in you. It's the same as I believe in you. Right? Assurance. Hope. It's the same as telling them, I believe that what you said, that what you do is true, is right, will come to fruition. And so I remember telling someone, you know, you know, I have faith in you. I believe that you can do it. You got this. I know you can do it. I got faith in you that you're going to make the right choice. I have faith in you that you're going to do what's best, that you're going to do what's right. Have you ever left somebody to make up a decision for you or for them? Have you ever had to leave it to someone else to make a decision on your behalf? And you have to just have faith that they're going to make the right choice? Having faith, trusting, believing in. And so to have faith in God and to have faith specifically when we're talking about it's taking too long and God having the plan for your life, we know and trust and believe that he does. And so when we're acting in faith, when we're acting in knowing and believing that he knows our purpose and that he has the plan for our lives, we can follow Christ. Even though we don't have the evidence, we don't have the full picture, we don't know what's coming next, we, we can't see the next step on the staircase, but we still have faith that God will provide that when we lift up our foot on that stairwell, that the next step is going to appear by the time we put the foot down, by the time it's time to place the foot back on solid ground, we have that faith that, oh, it's going to appear in the nick of time. I don't see it right now. It's not there. But I have faith that it will appear. And so it's an action word. It's us moving in faith. It's us taking those steps in faith without knowing what's next, without knowing if what the step that we're taking is going to work, without knowing if the route we're taking is going to um, sustain us, if it's going to give the fruit or yield the fruit that we are anticipating, um, hoping for, looking for. We have faith that we act in that faith. Amen. And so that. Is what's going to sustain us with that it's taking too long. That's the kind of mindset that we should be coming from. And the principle that we should be focusing and centering is having faith. So when we think that something is taking too long, we first got to self-reflect to kind of go, you know, on an inner journey. And ask ourselves, whose timeline am I working on? That was the first one. And then, you know, we go ahead and act in our faith. We activate our faith. And we go ahead and take that step and walk it out with Christ. Believing in his will and his way and his timing for our lives i hope this is making sense for you and that this is helping you and so 
Um, there are a couple of other scriptures before we close out with our last point. Thank y'all for joining me on today that I wanted to kind of share with you that could support you and that could sustain you when we are thinking about the second point of it's taking too long or just um, reveling in God's timing. And so there is a whole passage basically of scripture. And it talks about seasons. And you probably know these scriptures. I mean, you may have heard of these or you may have gleaned from these before, dwelled on these, uh, meditated on them before. But these scriptures are talking about basically seasons, right? There is a time for everything. There is a time for everything. And so the scriptures, I'm not going to read through all of them, but if you read... It's in Ecclesiastics, but if you were to read through the entire chapter, you could um, learn a lot more about just all the different times that there are. Um, And I'll read some of them. We're in Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3. We're going to start with one, and that is the main one I wanted to center on. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And it goes on to list all the seasons, all the times under heaven from a time to laugh to a time to weep to a time to cast away stones a time to be born a time to die a time to gain i'm just looking over the scriptures and and pulling out ones that pop out a time to weep a time to laugh a time to keep a time to tear i mean to tear a time to sow a time to silence a time to speak a time to love a time to hate a time of war a time of peace a time to mourn a time to dance there is a time under the sun for everything everything and so as christians as followers of christ god's creations in the family and the kingdom of god we trust in god's timing we know that he is the master of time and so we trust in god's timing and so the last point that i want to bring us to before we close out for today Repetition fatigue. Let's talk about repetition fatigue. And so from this physical nutrition aspect, repetition fatigue can be described basically as when we are kind of thinking about meal prep, even to a certain extent, when we are preparing our meals and whether we plan them out or whether we don't. But when we are eating some of the same things, like, oh, man, have you ever thought to yourself, I've had chicken five times this week and it's only seven days in the week. You just eat chicken all the time. Or are you eating your favorites all the time? Those can be easy targets because we like them and we think about them often. When you are eating some of maybe the healthier choices that you know, so you might know some meals that you are certain are healthy, and so you just gravitate towards those because you know them, maybe they're quick to make, or you're just familiar with those recipes or the process to make them. And so now you might be experiencing a little bit of repetition fatigue. And so... Um, on the nutrition side, one thing I would suggest for that is planning out your meals. Plan them out. Meal prep. Meal prep plan. Um, what is the saying? If you don't plan, if you don't plan, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. That's it. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, that's saying holds true when we're talking about this because... When I know when I don't meal plan, even though I am, you know, so uh, nutritionally sound and I can whip up something healthy, you know, and nutritional that includes the things I know that I should be eating quickly. 
still if i don't have a plan i still won't be successful because i won't even have the groceries i need i won't have the supplies i won't have the foods that i need to make those nutritional meals even though i can think of them i might not be prepared and planned to execute on those and just to get myself a nice meal made and so you still got to plan just a little bit um if you would like to succeed with that being said it doesn't have to be something that is such a heavy lift you can chunk down the days that you plan for. Some of us can be overwhelmed by just thinking about meal prepping and meal planning because we can think about it um, in a, I guess, in a more extensive way. So we might be thinking, oh, I have to plan for this whole month or oh, I have to plan for the whole next three weeks. Um, you can just shorten that for yourself and you can say, I want to go ahead and center and focus on these next three days. I want to eat in a specific way for the next three days and I want to make sure that I don't get fatigue of repetition by eating the same things. So you just take a half a second to think about, hmm, even if it is chicken that you want to make, even if it is grilled chicken, you can think to yourself, I want to make grilled chicken in three different ways. I want to make grilled chicken and not just have chicken and rice with vegetables on the side, right? Maybe you want to make it into a wrap one day using those same ingredients as putting it into a wrap. Maybe you want to make it into a salad one day. Then you can have the option of having it be a bowl. Then you can have the option of just having like you would do a main dish meal with this, the chicken and the rice and the sides. You can play with those same ingredients if you plan your meals out and make them different each time. You can add one thing to it one day to make it different. You can add beans to that just to make it a different experience for if you want to do the wrap or a burrito. Um, chicken burrito one day so there's simple ways that you can um, differentiate this for yourself to just make it interesting right keep it keep it lively keep it spicy i like to do that <laughs> and you can even spice your food differently let's say you are having chicken for the next week what could be one uh day or a couple of days could be fajita chicken style next you can do a curry chicken flavor then you can do a black pepper whatever flavors you like differentiate use your seasonings to your advantage use the different ways that you can make your meals um to your advantage and also use small things that can be added to make the meal feel different or even if even if it's slightly different just to give you a different spin on your meal so meal plan think through intentionally and intentionally and that will help you to um not experience repetition fatigue when it comes to physical nutrition for the body now moving on to a spiritual fatigue what does that mean so i'm thinking about spiritual fatigue in the aspect of you don't feel like you are being spiritually fed or you feel as though the things that you are doing have become there's a roadblock that you're hitting so you're not going past where you are and it's not feeding you for the season you're in in your life right i would say to look at your spiritual routine if you have one and um, reflect on it so if you say hey i pray once a day and i read the bible when i think about it how is that serving you if you are experiencing repetition fatigue um spiritually and this is also so, so let's say um, for this, I also want to think about the mindset because we can get religious, um, you know, and that's when we are basically doing things religiously and just it becomes when we're doing them just to do them because we know that we should. Um, and the purpose is not the same, which means we don't get the same thing out of it. So let's say, oh, I know I'm supposed to be reading my Bible at, 
you know, when I wake up before I start work. And so I'm going to go ahead and make sure I read my Bible. Um, but because I'm doing it, because um, I'm religiously and like in the spirit of just religiously, then I'm not really getting from it what I need to get from it. And I'm not as present in the space. Um, and it's not because I'm really there to glean from the word of God, to meditate on the word of God. And so I can get caught in the routine. So we don't want to get caught up in the routine of things. And so switch your routine up. This doesn't mean to take anything out and decrease um, your spiritual nutrition. It just means to make sure that it's vibrant. Um, and you can switch the way in which you're doing things. For instance, if you're used to just reading the word of God, if you want to meditate on it this time, um, I usually buy that. I mention that frequently. If you want to worship God, right? And you want to, in addition to reading your Bible, you want to go ahead and just enter in a moment of praise. As you know, God just want to enter into your presence and listen to some songs of praise and really get into the spirit with you um, and really just enjoy some time with you in praise and worship. Um, do that. Do some things differently. Include more different things, variety that will help you. And also renew your mind. Seek God out and help and ask him to help you in your time of spiritual nourishment to glean. In your time of spiritual nourishment to focus and to really be able to have pruned ears to hear God in those spaces and in those times. And to really be um, a vessel that's ready, available to hear from God. And um, that just the time that you spend with him can be fruitful. Pray about that. Pray about that. And so in order not to experience fatigue in those, and I mean, in the spirit specifically, you want to make sure that it doesn't become routinized, such as, such as in a routine, and that it doesn't become a religious thing that you're doing. Um, because we know that just doing it to do it will not yield fruit. And we can definitely get lost that way. So we want to be um, present and we want to be conscious of kind of how we are spiritually nourishing, our, spiritually nourishing ourselves um, and the spirit in which we do that. And so that's what I would encourage um, from that aspect. I would also say it could be helpful to, if you know some other Christians that you can fellowship with, um, when you feel like you're experiencing some type of fatigue that you know are um, wise and that you know um, really have a close relationship with the Lord, that you can trust that, um, you can um, join with other Christians and fellowship, right? And ignite in yourself that zeal to commune with other saints and learn together and to um to dwell in the word of the lord together and to really see what you can learn from others from the word of god as you are doing different bible studies together and just as you're communing together that would be a good i think another addition to just not getting fatigued is making sure that you um have some type of accountability around you um to keep you connected right and so fellowship is a good way to connect it's a good way to recommune with saints and to reignite and not get stuck in repetition fatigue when we are spiritually nourishing ourselves and so last but not least we are going to talk about the acronym for the word we and this came to me um as i was thinking about last episode and this episode about just you know, how I can support us. And I thought about this acronym and I was like, okay, Lord, I'll share the acronym. And it can support both spiritually and physically nutrition, spiritual and physical nutrition. 
And wait stands for W willing, A and I inclined, T to trust God. So let me spell it out for you. Wait, willing, willing and inclined to trust God. Willing and inclined to trust God. And so that's the word that I've come up with or the acronym for the word wait. As we are thinking about placing our order, physically placing our order, spiritually, we want to wait. We want to be willing. We want to be inclined to trust God as well as to have faith in God. I'm going to add that one in there as a caveat. And so... I hope this week's podcast has blessed you. Forgive my little coughing and stuff. I'm learning how to work the podcast and kind of how I want to do the flow. So I did some things differently this time. Give me some feedback if you have any. Um, I'll also be listening back to the podcast to see how I can improve going forward with the um, just other sounds that you may hear. So thank you for your grace as I learn how to be a podcaster. <laughs> but then also um with just a different flow of the podcast if you have any suggestions send them on over and so i thank you again for joining for joining me this week it's been a blessing to engage in the podcast i hope that you will engage into the scripture meditations embedded this time within the podcast um some reflections that i can leave you with um just to engage with this podcast would be over the things that we've talked today just be reflective. I would like you to just be reflective on what happens when you don't get what you ordered. Like historically for you, how have you responded when you don't get what you ordered? Whether that be in the physical or in the spiritual. Like I've shared before, kind of how we behave in this in the physical can be reflective sometimes of how we respond and behave in the spirit um, to different circumstances. And then um, for the topic of it's taking too long. Is there anything that you think is taking too long right now? Anything that you are waiting for um, spiritually that you may have communicated with God in prayer? Support yourself in reflecting on the mindset shift that could be made to support you and to focus and center God's timing. And then lastly, repetition fatigue, sprucing up your spiritual nutrition routine not to be routinized but just the things that you're doing to nourish your spirit man and i'm gonna challenge you to meal prep if you don't already meal prep and be intentional about eating in a specific way i'm gonna say for three days you can see if three days works for you if you want to focus on one meal kind of do what what fits for you what's best for you you know what works best time wise but i'm gonna challenge you there so these are some reflections that can help you to engage with today's podcast, um, as well as the description meditations that have been embedded within. And thank you so much for joining today. It's been a blast. I love you. I will be in prayer for you. And may God bless and keep you. Closing scripture meditations. Philippians 4, verse 11. 13. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. 
I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Isaiah 40 verse 27 through verse 31 O Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? O Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. New Living Translation. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, English Standard Version. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse number 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. English Standard Version. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. Um, This episode wraps up actually the longest podcast in um, our podcast history. <laughs> so just a caveat, we will be um, resuming regularly scheduled programming to go back to our timeline of 15 to 35 minutes of roughly um, an episode, episode time. And I also want to give us a caveat to remind us about May Madness. And so if you're looking for a coach, if you're interested in physical nutrition coaching, spiritual nutrition coaching, May Madness is focusing on your physical nutrition and on how Coach she can support you in your journey to healthy eating, to healthy living. I mean, a lot of the supports that I can offer to you. So go ahead and check out our website. Go ahead and check out my social handles in order to learn more. Lastly, I'm going to be offering a bonus episode, and this is to represent and to commemorate this month of April, which commemorates 
um, SAM month, which stands for Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And so I want to offer something for survivors um, in support of all survivors spiritually and in support of all survivors um, nutritionally for physical nutrition. I'm going to be offering something very special. I'll likely be announcing this on Friday, the last day of April. Depending on when you're watching this podcast, it could be uh, not around that time. But if you're watching it up to date, um, it's going to be on that last day of April. Um, and if it's not shared, then definitely by our next uh, week's episode on Wednesday or Thursday. But I'm going to aim for Friday so I can catch the month of April and commemorate it on time. And so I want to just offer something. I'll give more details about what it's going to look like. But it's going to be support and to commemorate the month of Sam. And so look forward to that as well as next week's episode. Um, and I am thankful and grateful for your time on today. And I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode and I will see you next week. God bless you. God keep you and I'll be praying for you.